if you've not already followed us on any of our social media. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at NA Victory Church, Instagram at na.victorychurch, and YouTube at Victory Church Media to stay informed of all that's going on here at Victory. There's nothing like the Word of God, is there? Amen. Turn to John chapter 21. John chapter 21. I ought to hear pages turning right now. If you found it, say amen. If you're reading it off the jumbotron, say amen. All right, John 21, 15. So when they had dined, how many of you like to eat? See, I'll be able to get the crowd with me real quick right here. Jesus saith unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than? than these he saith unto him yea lord thou knowest that i love thee he said unto him feed my lambs he said unto him again the second time simon son of jonas lovest thou me he said unto him yea lord thou knowest that i love thee he said unto him feed my sheep he said unto him the third time simon son of jonas lovest thou me Peter got aggravated. Now, that's my version. Bible says Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself and walkest whither thou would but when thou shalt be old thou shalt stretch forth thy hands and another shall gird thee and carry thee whether thou wouldest not this spake he signifying by what death he should glorify god and when he had spoken this he said unto him follow me let's put our bibles down clap our hands to the lord Thanking God for his word today, God, we want you to we want you to anoint us to receive this word today. Open our ears and our hearts, God. Let us receive this in Jesus' name. And amen. You may be seated. I want to preach today simply from this title. These, this, and that. Everybody got that? These this and that that's real clear right there ain't it i don't even need to preach now you know you know where i'm going amen this passage we just read was an encounter where jesus was speaking to the disciples but he he singles out simon especially and and uh there were there were several uh, disciples there seven i think and and in the beginning of this chapter, it talks about them fishing. And they had took their boat out. And they had been fishing. And the Bible said they had fished all night and caught absolutely nothing. And uh, Jesus comes on the scene early in the morning and, and tells them to cast on the other side. And when they cast on the other side, most of you know this story, they, uh, they brought in plenty of fish. And so they bring them to land. And I guess they uh, began 
uh, sorting the fish and cleaning the fish or whatever. And now uh, Jesus begins to talk to Simon and he said, Simon, lovest thou me more than these? Now these these that he's talking about could possibly be the fish that he had just called. It could be the uh, men that were there fishing with him. There's, a, I, I guess, a number of, uh, of, of things that uh, you could fill in the blank there. But uh, today I feel like that uh, our world has been filled with so many of these things uh, that God is still having to ask the question, do you love me more than these? Now, everybody's these are going to be different because some people love one thing more than another. Some people just love to fish. Some people love to hunt. Some people love race cars, and some people love this and love that, and, and, and there's very few common denominators that we all love. So God has to ask this question, lovest thou me more than these. So I want to talk to us for just a little while about the these before I get to the this and that. But the these in our life, if we're not careful, will become to take first place. They become to fill our life and we, we fill our life with these to the point where God has to ask, do you love me more than these? Now, if you ever have to ask somebody if they love you more than something else, more than likely they don't. You know, wives, if your husband spends all of his time in, in, in the shop, you know, working on the, 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 the motorcycle or the antique car or, or the boat or whatever, and, and, and he very seldom has time for you, and you have to ask, honey, do you love me more than that boat? You may not want to hear that answer. So Jesus is saying, Simon, do you love me more than these? Now, the, 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 the tricky part about this is, is that the word love in the Bible, the word love in the Greek has been translated different ways. There are different types of love. Of course, it's no news to you that, that there are different degrees of love. You, you, you love some people different than others. You love your spouse with a, a, a greater love and an intimate love. And uh, you love your pets different than you love your mother-in-law. You usually like your pets better. No. But there are different types of love. There, there is a brotherly love. There is a brotherly love. And in the Greek, that is philio. Philio. Matter of fact, the, the city of Philadelphia is named. And, and its, uh, its slogan is uh, city of brotherly love. Now, I'm not, I, I'm not advocating that you go downtown Philadelphia and expect to get a lot of love because it's probably not going to happen. I don't know where that, where that started and where that came from. Maybe at one time they, they did have a love, but filial love is a brotherly love. And, and it, it, it's the, the love that, that we would have in common. Brother Gene, I, I love you. 
but it's a filial love. It's, a, it, it's just a common uh, a friendship and, and a love where I would, I would do something for him. I, I'd be happy to buy his lunch. I would help him out if he's in trouble. I would pray for him when he is in need. I, I, I've got that love for him. But then there is a stronger and a greater love that is called agape love. And the love you have for your spouse and the love you have for God and the love that, that, that goes beyond the love you would have for your children or, or your, your grandchildren. That might even be stronger than the love for your children. Somebody said if they knew grandchildren were so much fun, they'd have had them first. Amen. Well, I don't think you can do that, but it, it, it sure would be, be, be worth a, a shot. But, but there's something about agape love that takes it to a different level. And, and, and agape love, I mean, you can't hide that kind of love. I mean, that's, that's the kind of love that you die for somebody, that you, you, you take the bullet, you, you would do whatever. So agape love is a, is a stronger love. Now, when, when, when they translated the Bible into English, they just used the word love regardless of whether they were talking about filio love or agape love. And if you go back into the Greek and you read this passage, here's how it would read. Jesus said unto Peter, he said, son of Jonas, do you love me with an agape love more than these? But when Peter answered, he said, Lord, you know that I filio love you. You see, they didn't use the word love. They weren't speaking English back then. So Jesus was saying, do you agape me? And Peter was saying, you know that I filio you. Brother Jerry, you, you know that I, I love you, that, 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 that I'd help you out if you had a flat tire on the side of the road. I'd stop and pick you up. I love you. But, but, you don't know that if I've got enough love that I'd take a bullet for you. I mean, that's, that's a whole different level. I would, but, but I'm just saying, you don't know that. So Jesus is asking about an agape love, a, 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 a commitment kind of love, and Peter is answering with a lower degree of love. Amen? And so today... Let us search our heart and our mind and find out. There, there's no question today that you love God. I mean, you wouldn't be here if you didn't love God. I mean, there's not a doubt in my mind that, that anybody in here doesn't love God. But let me ask you today, do you love God with an agape love? Have you taken it to the next level so that you love God more than these? That you're, you're, you're really willing and able to put everything else back and say, God, you are first. God, uh, you are number one. These don't matter. You know what I've learned in 2020 more than anything else? All these theses uh, really don't matter. Because we're having to do away with some these. Woo! I feel like preaching. You know, used to the NFL was a these. But that ain't even a thing now. Not in my book. 
It, it, it's, it's gone by the wayside. Amen. There were other activities and other entertainments that, that sometimes we felt like we couldn't live without. But now we're learning uh, that these theses uh, don't matter uh, and don't mean anything. Uh, because when it comes down to it, it looks like the only thing left standing uh, is going to be the Word of God uh, and the Kingdom of God uh, and God's Spirit. Uh, and you need to learn to trust Him. Uh, you need to learn to rely on Him. Uh, and and you need to graduate uh, from a filial love uh, to an agape love uh, and put all these things behind us. Amen. So I know you love God. You're here. You pray. You worship. You give. You're faithful. You're, 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 you're loving. You study the Word of God. But the question is not, do you love God? The question uh, is the same that it was for Peter on that day. Uh, do you love me uh, more than these? Because a lot of times people let these get between them and God. Amen. Somebody told me one time, said, if you let something or somebody get between you and God... It simply means that thing is closer to God than you are. Come on now. If you let your fishing trips get between you and God, that means those fishing trips uh, are closer to God than you are. Amen. Jesus was saying, Peter, these dead fish right here, do you love me more than you do them? Amen. There's some people uh, that allow things in their life, uh, amen, that literally uh, probably mean as much as a dead fish. When it comes to when it comes down to the real real things of life, uh, Amen. We need to understand that God needs to be first. Uh, he needs to be number one. Uh, it's not do you love God. Uh, it's how much do you love God. I said, it's how much do you love God? Do you love him enough to sacrifice a little bit? Woo. Do you love him enough to come to the house of God and worship even when you got a headache? Even when you got a backache? Even when your big toe's hurting? Even when you've worked an all-night shift and you don't get home till 8 in the morning, can you still make it to church on Sunday morning? How much do you love him? Do you love him more than these? Do you love him enough to trust him? Do you love him enough to lay aside your fear? and your comfort and your will and say, God, let, let, my, let my will be laid aside. It's not my will, but thy will be done. Amen. Y'all preach better than this with Brother Atkins. I don't know if he preaches better than me or y'all just tired this morning. But I'm telling you, we got to get to a place uh, where we love God more than these. Amen. You see... We need to make sure we understand the strength of God's love for us. You see, the way that God loved us wasn't filial love. 
It wasn't a casual love. It wasn't a love that said, oh, yeah, I, I know him. Uh, yeah, I'd help him out if he was in trouble. No, for God so loved the world, John three sixteen. you can all quote it, uh, that he gave his only begotten son, uh, that whosoever believeth on him uh, should not perish, uh, but have everlasting life. Uh, God said, I love you so much, uh, even when you're a dirty scoundrel, uh, even when you're serving the devil, uh, even when you're doing drugs, uh, even when you're turning your back on me, uh, even when you're going against everything you know, uh, even when you're making mistakes, uh, even when you're failing, uh, even when you're doing wrong, uh, I love you uh, and I'm going to go to Calvary uh, and I'm going to die and I'm going to shed my blood they were singing about uh, and I'm going to wash your sins away. I'm going to give you a do-over. Uh, I'm going to give you a brand new start. Uh, I'm going to give you a brand new beginning. Uh, I'm going to let you be born again. Woo! Hallelujah! Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the love that God had for his people. In other words, God's saying, do you love me like I love you? Woo! I don't know how many relationships I've seen or heard of that got in trouble because one person thought they loved more than the other. I just don't love him anymore. You know what? Love is a choice. If you don't love somebody, it's your problem. It's not theirs. You just quit loving. Oh, my God, I feel like preaching. Let, let, me, let me tell you. Let me help you here. Let me, let me just tell you how to fall in love. You might need this. Well, I don't like him. He, he, he combs his hair wrong. He's got big ears. The better to hear you with, my dear. Anybody want to know how to fall in love? Oh, y'all already in love, most of you. I've got a few singles out here, but let me help you stay in love. I'll tell you how you fell in love to start with. You started spending time with that person. Amen. I said, you started spending time with that person. You know how marriages fall apart? You know how divorce happens and extramarital affairs start? people start spending time with somebody else they go to work around the water cooler and they hang around a little longer than they should when somebody comes up in the break room they make sure they sit closer to somebody than they should my god i'm preaching today amen it becomes a habit at lunchtime to spend time and the more time they spend together, the more they fall in love. I'll tell you right now, I love this lady over here more than I ever have because we've spent a lot of time together. I was going to tell you how many years, but I don't really know. I think it's 35, Sonia. Does that sound right? 35 years plus together. Amen. 
And we thought we were in love when we got married. But we know we're in love now. Because the more time you spend together, and the more you cry together, and the more you laugh together, and the more you, 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 you have to go through together, the more in love you get. Let me tell you, it's no different with God. Uh, the more time you spend with him, uh, the more time you spend in his word, uh, the more time you spend in his house, uh, the more time you spend in worship, uh, the more time you spend in prayer, the more time uh, that your relationship with God, you will get an agape love. Uh, you'll get to a place uh, where you love God with all that is within you. Amen. Deuteronomy 6 and 5 said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. My God, that's a, that's a tall assignment. We, we, we read that and we, we really boast on that. Oh, man, Deuteronomy 6, uh, that, that, that's the beginning right there. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Yeah, we believe there's one Lord, there's one God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We believe in one God. Well, do you love him with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all of your might? Amen. Matthew 6, 24, Jesus said it like this, no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other you cannot serve god and mammon he said you can't serve two masters you can't love two things equally you can't love two women i don't care what they do in utah you can't love I don't know, something's wrong with them. They messed up out there. I do good to take care of one wife. I want seven. I'm telling you, that's messed up. Now, if you think you can, you try it. Move on out there. Like they say, ain't nobody got time for that. Amen. You can't serve two masters. There is something that's got to be number one in your life. And the problem with our world today is they have chosen all of these things to be number one. And they have left God on the sideline. They may have a honk if you love Jesus bumper sticker, but they don't love God with all their heart. They're on their way to the beach. They're on their way to the mountains. They're on their way to their ball game. They're on their way to this and that and the other. Uh, they're always finding somewhere to go and something to do, but they never go to the house of God. They never open their Bible and read God's word. Uh, they never hear the preached word. Uh, amen. They never get on their knees and pray. They never fast uh, because God is not number one. Uh, they're serving something other than God. God, help us to get these out of our lives. Amen. Now, you that know me know good and well. I'm not against ball games. I'm not against fun. I'm not against concerts. I'm not against fishing. I'm not against the beach or the mountains or whatever. But you got to put things in priority. Amen. I'm definitely not against work, but you don't let it, let it come between you and God. You know what amazes me? I hear it all the time. I've heard it all my life. I'm sick of it. 
Devil, the, the, the devil makes me sick. I'm just fed up with him. I've had it up to here with him. I'm fixing to beat him up. People take jobs that keep them out of church. And then their excuse is, well, I just can't make enough money doing this or that or the other. Well, my God, what are these people doing? These people have jobs. They're making a living. I don't see anybody in here starving to death. I'm going to look real close. Looks like everybody's eating pretty good. I'll just leave that right there. But let me tell you, you don't have to take a job that causes you to miss the house of God. You're not going to starve to death. Matter of fact, I got a Bible verse for you. David said I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen his seed begging for bread. I've never seen somebody have to take a job that's going to cause them to miss out with what God has. Don't separate yourself from God. Don't love these more than God. Amen. Jesus said it in Matthew 22. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. He's quoting straight from Deuteronomy. We got too many these in our lives. Amen. Let me just ask you today, what are your these? If Jesus showed up today and had to ask that question, what would our these be? Golf clubs, deer rifles, job, money, family, hobbies, music, leisure, house, education, vacations, car sleep i know people that'll oversleep and not get to the house of god my god he died on calvary for you he took a beating brother james you can't get out of bed before 10 30 and get to the house of god and worship him honor him with your life Amen. Present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is your reasonable service. Uh, let me tell you, God's not being unreasonable uh, just to ask you to live for him, uh, just to ask you to get up every day uh, and thank him for the air in your lungs. Uh, amen. Asking you uh, to open his word and ask for direction uh, because thy word uh, is a lamp unto my feet uh, and a light unto my path. Brother D, if I don't have the word of God, I don't know where I'm going. Woo, hallelujah. Some people, I, I, made, I made this list. I didn't spend much time on it. I could have I made a hundred things of these that are in our life. But at the bottom of the list, Brother Bobby, I put the word Nothing. Think about that for a moment. There are some people that have let absolutely nothing come between them and God. It's not because they don't have a job that interferes. They don't have some great appointment. They don't have a, a, a big business to run. They don't, they, they, they don't have a big fancy house they need to take care of. They don't have five or six cars in the driveway. They don't have a, a portfolio of, uh, of stocks that they got to work on and, and, and worry about and, and, and get all that in line. They don't have some great uh, business to get in order. They, they, they don't have nothing. 
They just don't love God. Think about that. They, they don't have any of these. Now, I guarantee you there are people today that are doing absolutely nothing that ought to be in the house of God. They, they don't have an excuse. Think about it. You know it's true. You know people. There is no reason why they couldn't be in the house of God worshiping God today. You know, I was, I was in here this morning praying, and, and, and I try to come over early and, and pray. And, and this morning I was walking through the sea, and, and I called every one of your names in prayer this morning, praying that God would bless you, God would heal you, God would give you strength. And, and, and I began to think about the congregation, the church family, and, and I began to think, Sister Heather, how I would love to see this place filled up. Not because I, I, I want some ego to say, man, we had 400 in church today. No, you know what the first thing came to my mind? What a beautiful sound it would be to heaven to have a house full of people and everybody opening their mouth uh, and giving a praise to God. Uh, everybody in unison singing, uh, oh, the blood of Jesus. Uh, I'll tell you, the sound of the church uh, has got to be louder than the sound of the world. Uh, the world is making a big noise uh, and a big racket right now, uh, and they're marching for their cause, uh, and they're making a statement, uh, but I say it's time for the church of the living God uh, to unify and to bind together uh, and to get rid of these uh, so that we can come together uh, and lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, I got to get past these and get to this. The reason that people can't love God more than these is they don't have enough of this. Hey man, you get enough of this and you'll get rid of these. Am I telling the truth? Brother Johnny, you used to be a big fan of these. You had your own these going on. But when you got this, you left these and now you're part of this. And if I'd give him the microphone, he'd tell you that this is better than these. Somebody ought to say amen right there. That's a good time to jump up and holler, get excited. Amen. Raise your hands. Do something uh, because you know this is better than these. Woo! You see, I, I'm sorry, I got to get back to these. The problem with these is they look good at the beginning. It's kind of like Peter's fish. They probably looked good at the beginning. I mean, when they brought them fish in, they said, oh, yeah, we got some fish. Hey, man, get the, get the cornmeal out. Get the, get the lard ready. We're fixing to fry some fish. But you know what happens to fish? After a couple days, they start stinking. And that's what happens to all these things of the world. The devil makes them look real good on the surface. Uh, but after a few days, uh, amen, it, it's a lot of stink. It's a lot of mess. It's a lot of heartache. Uh, it's a lot of headache. Uh, it's a lot of problem. It's a lot of trouble. Uh, it's a lot of diseases. 
It's a lot of broken homes. Woo. It's a lot of abuse. It's a lot of court cost. Amen? It's a lot of sleepless nights. It's a lot of lost friendships. It's a lot of homelessness. It's a lot of hunger. It's a lot of pain. That's all of these things bring you. But when you get to this, uh, this is joy and strength uh, and power uh, and healing uh, and deliverance uh, and hope. Uh, oh, I'm talking about this uh, that you need to get a hold of. Uh, this is what the world is looking for. This is what everyone needs. Uh, this is the best thing that's ever happened. Uh, this is what the world needs today how many of you say this is the best thing that's ever happened in your lifetime this is the best thing that's ever happened to you this is what our world needs this is the answer this is the solution this is it amen you see the biggest thing I struggle with what I pray for more than anything is God help me to be able to show the world this. Because most of the world don't understand. I'm going to take you all the way back to Genesis 28. Man by the name of Jacob. Genesis 28 and 16 and Jacob awakened out of his sleep and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place? This is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Let me tell you, if you're going to get to heaven, you got to come through this. I said, you got to come through this. Because this is the gate to heaven. This is the house of God. This is God's plan of salvation. This is God's kingdom. This is the church of the living God. And when Jesus comes back, uh, amen, he's not coming back for a ball team. Uh, he's not coming back for a fan club. Uh, he's coming back for the church. Uh, and if you want to go to heaven, uh, you need to get in this. Uh, you need to get in the middle of what's going on. Uh, you need to make sure that this uh, means more than these. Uh, you need to make sure that this uh, is top priority in your your life. Uh, you need to make sure this uh, is where you are. Uh, this is where your heart is. Uh, this is where your body is. Uh, this is where your mind is. Uh, this is where your family is. Let me tell you about this. Isaiah 28 and 11. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. To whom he said, this is the rest uh, wherewith you may cause uh, the weary to rest. Uh, and this uh, is the refreshing, uh, yet they would not hear. Uh, I'm telling you, you need to hear today uh, about this. Uh, this is the refreshing. Uh, this is the renewing. Uh, this is the rest. Uh, this is the power of God. Uh, this is what God wants uh, every human being to experience. Uh, this uh, is what we 
need. We don't need more money in our schools. We don't need more rearrangement of this or that. We need this, the power of God. We don't need a different setup in our government. We need this in the White House. We need this in Jackson, Mississippi. We need this in the mayor's office. We need this everywhere in our world. Amen. This is God's gift to man. This is the Spirit of God. This is what Peter had to explain in Acts chapter 2. This is what fell for the very first time in an upper room. This is something that had been in the making for a very long time. This is what the prophet Joel spoke about hundreds of years before it happened. Matter of fact, <laughs> get ready. This is that. Woo, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost up here. I, I can't help it, I gotta read it. Peter, Acts 2. 14, standing up with the 11, lifted up his voice and said unto them, you men of Judea and all that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it's but the third hour of the day. Why did they think they were drunk? Uh, because they were acting kind of strange. Uh, amen. I got to think they were stumbling around a little bit. Uh, I got to think there was some dancing going on. Uh, I got to think there was some laid out on the floor uh, speaking in a heavenly language. Uh, and somebody came by and said, my goodness, uh, the bars are open early today. Uh, look how drunk these people are. He said, it ain't but 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, they ain't had time to tie one on. Uh, this. Uh, is that uh, that was spoken of by the prophet Joel. Here's what Joel said. It shall come to pass uh, in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, uh, and your sons uh, and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, uh, and your old men shall dream dreams, uh, and on my servants uh, and on my handmaidens, uh, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, uh, and they shall prophesy. Woo! And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. Sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord shall come. It shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Sit down a minute. I got just a, a, a little while. Give me five minutes. Amen. You see... That, that, that's not the first time that the Spirit of God moved. It was the first time it was poured out to mankind and mankind was allowed to receive it within. But the Spirit of God's been around a long time. Genesis 1, that's as far back as I can go. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. 
And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. You see, God's Spirit's been fixing things a long time. From the very beginning, the earth was without form and void and darkness. There was turmoil. There was nothing happening. It was a mess. And God's Spirit moved. So when you think your life is in such a mess uh, that God don't care and God can't do nothing, uh, let me remind you uh, that the world was in a mess uh, and God's Spirit still moved. Uh, Amen. You can be in a mess, uh, but God still wants to move uh, with His Spirit in your life. Uh, God still wants to transform. Uh, God still wants to make something beautiful. Uh, God still wants to create. Uh, Amen. So that was that, the Spirit of God moving. And so let me tell you, when, when Peter said, this is that, that was prophesied by the prophet Joel. You can go to Joel chapter 2 in verse 28 and find out what the that is. Because Joel said it verbatim as Peter said it. In Joel 2, he said, It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. I'm telling you everything that Peter said, it was exactly what Joel said. Why? Because this is that. Amen. What is that? I'll tell you what that is. It happened in Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And that's what Peter was trying to describe. When the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house, amen, where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and set on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I'm telling you, that is what we need today. That is what our world needs. That is what will happen if we can get rid of these, if we can get these out of the way, if we can let God know we love you more than these. Thank God for my job, but God, I love you more than my job. I thank God for my house and my car and my family and everything that you've given me. God, I thank you for my health today but I want you to know uh, that even when my health is gone uh, I'm still going to love you and I'm going to love you more than these as we stand together I thank God for these things I thank God we live in the time and era that we live in I'm thankful we have air conditioning I'm thankful we have motorized automobiles. I'm thankful every one of you got nice homes to live in, comfortable beds to lay down. I'm thankful that God's provided and we all have plenty of food to eat. I'm thankful that we have the freedom in America right now to still worship God and together in in Mississippi. Amen, it's changing in California by the minute. Pastors and churches are being arrested, heard on the radio. Amen. They are sending spies into churches in California. Not Russian spies, 
American spies, American government are sending people in. And if they begin to sing praise, they'll be arrested. They'll be fined. Pastors now are having huge fines, tens of thousands of dollars that they're facing in fines plus court costs to defend their right to open the word of God and preach and to sing praises unto God. So I'm thankful, God, that we have a house of worship. I'm thankful we have the freedom to worship. I'm thankful I've got good health that I can come into the house of God and I got two hands that I can clap and I can raise. But listen to me. If these things are removed, if I don't have a house, Brother Gerald, if I don't have a truck to drive, if I don't have air conditioning, if I don't have a house to worship in, if I don't have my health, and I don't have two good hands, Brother James, I'm still gonna love God. I still want God to know I love you. And God, I don't want these things to separate me from you. Matter of fact, Brother Bobby, I want all these things that I've got to draw me closer to God. I want to take that automobile he gave me uh, and I want to drive it to the house of God. Uh, Brother Roger, I want that house I've got uh, to become a sanctuary uh, that I can find a corner in uh, and pray and cry out to God uh, and draw close to him. Uh, I want the health in my body uh, not to separate me from God, uh, but I want to use it. Uh, I want to use this voice uh, to proclaim the name of Jesus. Uh, I want to use these hands uh, to worship him and thank him for the blood that he shed. Amen. I want all of these things to draw me closer to him, to draw me to this because I need that.